So Angela, what's up? How are you? Hey, Brian. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm pumped to have this chat with you. I know that um, much like several of my recent guests, uh, we met in, in Jen Kennedy's uh, Impact to Income group as we are all trying to really set up our our lives, you know, try and try and do better what we want to do and in, in as far as our own drive and purpose. And uh, it's cool because we find ourselves uh, in similar, in the same arena, maybe doing a little bit different stuff, but uh, similar arenas. And I'm excited to wrap with you about that. So um, welcome. And I'm excited to have you here. But um, I'll let you introduce yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? And the, whatever story you want to pop out there, you let it rock and roll right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yes, my name is Angela Bolu. No one can ever say my last name. <laughs> no one could ever say it before I was married either. My maiden name was Shakatano. So, you know, I go by Ange, never Angie. And I am originally from California, now living in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I've lived in Connecticut and also Knoxville. So been around around the United States quite a bit. And I used to be an event planner who found her way into the health and fitness industry after my life just changing and falling in love with sweating after abusing exercise for so long. And I am a personal training and health and wellness coach. And I truly believe that so many women are stuck and uncomfortable in their bodies. And I help develop programs that lead them to feeling confident, empowered, so that they can leave the extreme dieting and exercise behind. Love it. I love it. Empowered women is what we need. Uh, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Um, how everything seems to be functioning in extremes. And you kind of mentioned it there where you like fell in love with sweating and maybe not quite like had to create a new relationship with what training and working out was really. Yes. I'm, I'm interested to dive into that. I have a feeling where we're going with that one. But um, we talk about uh, the extreme of like feminine versus not. And then like how I feel like the light life just kind of funnels into this gray area. And it's, it really is about empowered women. Like what is it you want to be doing and, and how do we build you up to those things? And I don't know. I don't even know if we need to put the women tagline on it. It's just humans. How do we get people to do that stuff? You know? Yeah, like, I think <laughs> everyone want men and women want to feel empowered and men and women both want to feel comfortable in their bodies. And I think that's something that is not talked a lot about is men's body image. And I think as many men are dealing with it as women, but it's just not socially acceptable to it's, it's so say taboo. It. It's, it's so, so taboo. taboo, you know, and it's, um, it's wild when I, you know, for me, I'm a little bit more in the men's space, but obviously being in training realm for over a decade, like you have these conversations with just people and, um, it is pretty wild to just, when you get down to it for myself included heavily in myself, a lot of my worth is set up in how I think I look physically, yes. not how I dress, but how I present my body. And I've struggled with this all my life. And, you know, as I get a little bit deeper into my own mind, I sit there and think about all the things I didn't do because I didn't want my body to be seen. And uh, how, like, same, how, like, same. no one's going to want to work with me because I don't look the part, you know, whatever the fuck that really means. I, I don't I know. know. Like, isn't you got that muscles, crazy? you got a little bit of fat. I don't know. You're just a dude out here trying to help people. Like what that's what you are. Um, so it is wild how we kind of put these these uh these stories in our head and we live by them. And it's not just us. There's there's societal uh, forces in there and stuff too. So um I'm pumped to jump into some of this stuff. I think it's cool. My first thing though is how the hell do you go from California to Arkansas? Right. Well, I met a boy, Brian. I met a boy. I would say love's got to do some weird things to you. <laughs> love does weird, crazy, wild things. Yes. Um. Actually, in college, met my now husband, and um. Actually, when I met him, was at the height of. So I spent over a decade hating the body I was in, and when I met him, I was actually very deep into my self hatred, my you know, disordered eating. And if it wasn't 
for stopping and realizing in a moment that I might be pushing away the greatest thing and person in my life. I don't know where I would be right now. Um, he has been just like the pinnacle of support and I know I wouldn't be where I am, but yeah, so we were college sweethearts and then I finished up college before he did. Uh, he went on to do his master's. And so I was living down in San Diego. We were doing long distance, which I was like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, yeah. right? Well, it was meant to be. And he ended up uh, getting accepted into Yale to do his PhD. And that's when it was, I better, I better put a ring on this if I'm going to ask her to follow me to Connecticut. So that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Well, sounds like it's a pretty good situation. Uh, sounds like it worked yeah. out in your way. Um, what does he do? He is a professor of biology. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah. well, maybe at some point I might so have, to have are, him on the podcast. So. Yes, we are totally like, I'm like, what? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. It's, uh, I'm, in New, I'm in New Jersey right now by way of my wife being in the military. So love, baby, you know? It does love. Love. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, played around with the long distance and stuff for a while too. So I, I hear on that one. But I was curious how you go from Cali to Arkansas. Cause right. It's not, it's not like you hear a lot of people like walking on the road, you go get beers and you're like, oh my God, you ever been to Arkansas? <laughs> Fair enough. But it's so true. It's all right. and, yeah, it's so true. That's a whole nother podcast. Though. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the lives we lead. Um, cool. So you mentioned something in there about uh, self-hate yes. and some disordered eating. I know there's a couple of things that we've wrapped about and then how we want to kind of open that up. And I, I like this, um, the, the yin and the yang of you're talking about women, I'm, I'm referencing men and how similar it ends up being. But uh, tell me a little bit more about that struggle and, and what you may or may not have done to, to kind of really open the window into who Ange really is. Yeah, so my history with my body image and everything probably really started in high school becoming hyper aware of what I looked like I was on the swim team my parents had gone through a pretty ugly custody battle which for a very long time I didn't realize was trauma and actually in doing some recent therapy I'm a big big proponent of mental health um, and I never thought my parents divorce and this custody battle had anything to do with my eating or my self-image, my self-worth. Um, and recently, you know, was like, oh yeah, I probably need to confront this huge, this huge demon that's been in the room. Um, but it started with coming home from swim practice and eating my face off and then getting out my step and doing like Richard Simmons workout videos <laughs> and Tybo. And this is like, Tybo. people are probably like, do you remember Tybo? <laughs> and oh I would Tybo it up and then I would eat dinner, maybe two to three helpings. And, you know, my weight started to go up at that time. Um, also just some negative, what I perceive to be negative input from family about my body. Um, and then heading to college, feeling totally out of control. I had some pretty horrible female relationships. And um, then it became the not eating, the binging, the purging, the after college, even into my first job, all these healthy habits. And I have healthy in air quotes, nobody can see that, but healthy habits, you know, being praised for being so healthy and exercising so much and not eating the cookies. Meanwhile, you know, I remember there was a point like throwing away cake and then digging it out of the trash can. Um, and once it finally started really manifesting into a lot of anger and a lot of anger targeted at my husband, you know, losing my shit for like no reason, throwing dinners away and him being like, what is going on? And I realized if I don't start doing something differently, I'm going to tear my whole life apart. Yeah, that's wow. Uh, when it starts manifesting into your relationships, uh, that I think that is like sometimes that like stopping point of like, oh shit, this isn't yeah. just about me. Like you, you most time people are like they get to a point where like 
fuck, I can't keep doing it like this. But when someone else, you know, in this case, your husband is kind of like, lady, what do you got going on here? <laughs> I yeah. just cooked a great dinner and you just throw it away. It's, uh, it is a pretty magnificent, magnificent band-aid being ripped off of like, okay, I don't have a choice but to run into it rather than away from it. Um, yeah, and I ran, and literally, literally, I ran. I started running marathons, um, <laughs> trying to like literally run away from all these problems, and then you know, getting injured running. It was a whole, you know, slew of things, and it was like something has to change because I was exhausted of basically living a lie and hiding it from everyone. There's so much energy wrapped up in that. Um, there's so much energy wrapped up in that. It's funny because, you know, it's usually like you're talking about like how the parents, your parents divorce and, and the custody battle, like that have never had anything to do with it. It's almost like it's always the thing that we say, can't be that. But that's <laughs> you know, not like, the reason. Like, like, I feel like sometimes therapists, although they have a really difficult job, I feel like sometimes like people walk in, you're like, it's a freaking layup right there. You're like, they're just acting <laughs> like, well. I'll just wait for Ange to come up with this one. You're like, no, it's definitely not that. And then like a month later, you're like, yeah. I do have I to say when that. it, when it, when it, cause I hired like a nutritionist at first. Cause I was like, I'm not going to do therapy. I don't need yeah. therapy. I just need to get my food under control, but I would lie to the nutritionist. Mm -hmm. Right. And so finally she was like, you need, she saw it. She was like, you need something different. And that was, um, you know, the first, okay, let's, let's do this. And finding a therapist was not easy. It was its own uphill battle. Um, but yeah, finally finding the right, the right people, the right team, and then getting it to a place. And after when I was in a good place, that's when I entered the fitness industry, because I was like, no other woman should be going through this alone. And I didn't see any other instructors, you know, not using this beach body bikini talk or not around the holiday say we're gonna earn it so we could eat our pie <laughs> and and I was like this is not right this is just feeding all these insecurities and I was like there there has to be a better way to do this it's um it's a it's a wild thing because we do often think about how you know bad relationship with food it's not the relationship with food it's it is totally it's it's way deeper than that. It's under the hood. Um, and that part of it is that that is, you know, I, I was writing earlier today about how it, it's the roots. Everything that you can't see is, is everything that is important. It's the most powerful thing. And it's everything that's yeah. happening in your mind is the most powerful thing. And I think that's, um, I think that a lot of people in, in particular, our, particularly our industry of, of fitness, um, in whatever you want to quantify yourself as or label yourself as we don't realize how much we enjoy talking to people about those things. We call it, Oh, I want to give you a great workout. And like I'm sometimes just realizing like, I don't even get, what do you want to do today? You come in and tell me what you want yeah. to do. We'll do it. I really don't care. I don't What's care. your energy? If what you, do you you're need like, today? If you're like, Oh, I want to lift a thousand pounds over three lifts or I want to do X, Y, and Z. All right, yeah, we got certain things we got to hit, fine. But even then, you're like, that's not that hard. We're just going to write this thing down and we're going to navigate it. <laughs> yeah. That part of it's easy. Just show up. I got you. The part that's not so easy about it is like, you know, I suck at this. I'm not, I don't want to come in that. Or I want to, um, I want to eat this, but not that. <laughs> this this is yeah. all happening beneath the hood and we've got to open this thing up so that we, way you can, can acknowledge what's happening, what's running you uh, so that you can reach those goals. And I know yeah, that's something that you're pretty big on. So I, I'll let you go. Um, yeah. I was, I was just going to add on to that. Cause I love that. And I think if we're letting our can'ts and our nevers run our actions, we're never going to reach our goals. So it's how do we turn the cans into cans? How do we turn the nevers into try? How do we start taking this perfectionism that we think we have to be and say, it's about the progress. 
it's there isn't perfection perfection doesn't exist perfection is a lie that's been made up by the diet industry to sell you shakes and teas and wraps and whatever else it is but it's it's changing that foundation and like you said the roots so you know if there's a crack in that foundation we can we can run for so long right and we can be okay running for so long but until we just stop because at some point that crack we're going to trip on it we're going to fall on our face and then it's how do i not even fix it or repair it right because we don't need fixing but we need to move through things and we need to say how do i move forward from here taking my past struggles how do i turn those into strengths for myself yeah i love that uh the can'ts and the nevers that's a great way to kind of segue into that the, the goals topic because uh i find myself doing this right i mean it's it's so sometimes it, it's the same thing it's everything's so simple it's not always easy to execute but uh, the way we talk to ourselves and about ourselves you know i was i was in a group the other night um talking about my story and just kind of laying this thing out and um i was working with the coach in this group in front of a group of people and i said am i more challenging than most and he stopped everything and was like <laughs> all right this is a lesson for everybody because when you say stuff like that you're basically saying you're worth you're, you're worth nothing my story is not good enough just whatever don't acknowledge it. i don't want to tell he's like that's shame you're shaming your yeah. story and i that wasn't my thought process, you know, but it, as I become more and more aware of the way I communicate to myself or about myself, it is pretty wild to think that, like, that's the thing that's probably holding you back more than any other thing in this world. It's not, and it's, it's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's, it's you. And it's how you it's respond you. to those things. And it's the, the environment you're setting up on the inside for yourself because, oh my God, it's not that you don't want steak and broccoli and you know, like, yeah. You know, it's over the pizza. It's that you're searching for something else because you're running on a story that is not serving you at all. And that's, that's a lot of work. There's a lot of energy that goes into that. And it's, you gotta be willing to, to look under the covers and, and you're going to find some stuff. And it's you gotta, okay. You gotta dig. Like, and yeah. yeah, the sooner you do it, the better it is. And that way you're not doing it when you're 90 years old going like, son of a bitch, man, this would have been way different, but I know. Uh, right. <laughs> Never, nevertheless, uh, you, you talk a lot about reaching goals and, or not reaching goals. And you just brought up the can'ts and nevers. Um, yes. what do you, when you're working with, uh, with, with women that you do coach, what is the biggest limiting factor or what do you see in terms of reaching or not reaching goals? I think a lot of times one, the goals are vague. It's, I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthier. And so we got a first one that isn't specific enough, right? Talk a lot about SMART goals, um, specific, measurable, attainable, uh, realistic, and time, time specific. Yeah. But I probably messed up one of those there, but <laughs> they, think, that's I a basic. Yeah. I think I got it. Um, and so really getting more detailed and more narrowed in on, well, okay, how, are you, how many pounds do you want to lose? What exactly is that going to do for your life? And I think tying the goals to a why and an intention and then an elevated emotion. So let's say your goal is to lose 50 pounds. Okay, well, who are you at this 50 pounds? What does that person look like? What does she or he feel like? what are what are what is that person's thoughts that even get them there so having people step into that future self mm -hmm. to help them get there as well so one writing them down and getting super specific with them and who people need to be sometimes people even know who they need to be in order to reach those goals so that's the first kind of stumbling block i see and then it's okay well we can, we can write them down. We can get specific on it, but like, what are you doing daily? What are the processes daily that you are doing? You know, if we set those goals and we continue to live our life the same way we've always been doing it, well, we're not going to see any change. And a lot of times 
it's that the big piece is that accountability piece, having somebody to be accountable to, because it's easy. And I myself do it. Like, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll put it off tomorrow. So scheduling the time, not putting it off to tomorrow. But I know when I have somebody holding me accountable and just like our, our group that we're in together, you know, people holding you up to it. Like, did you actually do that? And I'm in other groups that do that for me as well. And friends where it's like, okay, well, where are you on that? You know? And then I think the other big, I don't want to say mistake, but um, just something that's super overlooked is not figuring out the obstacles, right? Because life has its obstacles. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're going to be able to achieve our goals when we're at home and the timing is perfect and, and things are easy. But what does happen when an event comes up? What happens when, and I know we don't want to talk about COVID too much, but what happens when COVID hits? Do you then just abandon everything when shit starts getting hard? <laughs> and because you get overwhelmed, right? Um, and talking to people, it's like, well, now's not, now's not the good, a good time. I don't have time. Well, when are you going to make the time? Cause life's running, running you at this point, you're not running it. And we talked about those thoughts and getting those, the AM FM radio is what I'm going to call it. The against me thoughts are the AM radio. And then the, F, the FM radio is the for me thoughts and really building up those for me thoughts. Sometimes I ask my clients, well, what are you celebrating this week? What are you proud of? And they don't have an answer for me. And I would be that client. I would be that client for you. Just so you know, actually I, I was this person too. (laughs) And it's a practice and my son and I, my son is six. We go for walks and we have to tell each other three things we're grateful for. And at least one thing that we're proud of. And at first I was like, damn, I don't have anything I'm proud of. Like what, (laughs) you know? And, and, until it becomes this practice and we put it into our life, like those goals, we're never, we're never going to reach them if we're not getting clear on them, scheduling them, some sort of accountability, figuring out the obstacles and then dealing with those, with the AM FM radio that's going off in our head. I love that. The, the AM FM radio thing is sweet. I've never heard that before. That's uh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, there's a couple things in there I heard. <laughs> the accountability factor. All I heard there was get a fucking coach. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hire a coach. A coach needs a coach. Hire me. Hire Brian. <laughs> yeah. We got lots of friends yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, we'll find someone for you. <laughs> but that's that's something that specifically in, in men, uh, men are very uh, shy about investing themselves. I can do it myself, like Mr. Macho Man. You're like, yeah, but you look like shit. You feel like shit. You act like shit. You probably aren't doing anything other than being shit right now. So get a coach. Let's, yeah. let's find a way to move ourselves forward. And, here I, and, think, and I think with that investing in ourselves too, I know at my lowest, when I had no self-worth, when I had no self-confidence, there was no way I was going to invest in myself because I did not believe in myself. And, you know, I had tried every diet in this. And so why, why, why would I, like, I, I didn't think I deserved it. I was a piece of piece of shit like you know <laughs> yeah it's uh the accountability factor is real and i think that's why you do get a coach is, is to help you with that to help guide you because you know you talked about habits in there um you talk about obstacles it's it's not if it's when right there you're gonna mm-hmm. face adversity so like when you do visualizations like you shouldn't picture everything going perfectly you should picture yourself oh, no. responding to vis- uh to adversity you're going uphill backwards and it's yeah. snowing with no yeah. shoes on and somebody just came and stole your shoes from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you don't have to do it alone. And, and, you know, if you want to go fast and far, don't do it alone, get a coach, get yeah, someone to help you, get true. your friends, whatever, even if you don't want to invest, surround yourself with people that are just going to kind of drag that, that, uh, that car behind them with you. Like, I got you. I'll give you a push. Let's do it. You know, um, yep. but, and to call you and to call you on your shit when you need yeah. it. Like, yeah, it's so important to put your skin in the game though. You know, yep. like that, that changes a lot of, uh, a lot of things. Um, which is, which is pretty scary and awesome at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, the AMFM thing, that is sweet. <laughs> I'm, I might be borrowing that one a little bit. 
Um, something else you said in there was about daily process. And I think that that's part of the holdback. Um, you can speak to that further, but even for myself, like I have a to-do list and it just grows and grows and grows versus getting those top two or three things done in like what capacity. And then, you know, on a different note, I've got just things that I randomly will work on of like, these are no deadline. They're just things that you invest in for yourself of learning, uh, whatever it might be, things you've said you want to accomplish. Uh, so the to-do list is very much like just an organizer of the day, scheduling things for yourself, learning time, me time, workout, whatever it might be. Um, and the daily process of how do you just continually take that one second at a time, that one day at a time. And we were talking about this before we pressed record of, you know, it's so easy to fall into that problem of I'm going to quit because this is, it's not working. And like mm -hmm. how many things in your life can you look back on and go, and I wonder what if I, if I would have stuck with it for six, six to 12 more months, what would have, what are the answer been? And then on the flip side, there's plenty of things that you can look at and go, maybe I should have cut that cord maybe six to 12 months earlier. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's plenty of careers, relationships, all these things where you're like, son of a bitch. So it is a double-edged sword, but the, the daily process, uh, a lot of us, myself included on this one, feel like that's, it's so much work. There's so many things. And the reality is like Jacko Willing said this, discipline is freedom all you're doing is making sure you are staying on tag you're taking the, uh, the decision fatigue away from, out of the equation you know when we see this with clients where again myself included especially this week holy smokes um but like by the end of the day you just made so many freaking decisions yeah like you come home and you're like the hardest decision i want to make right now is what beer and how many toppings on the pizza that's it someone else even pick where because i don't care anymore and that's yeah that's a real thing. So what that daily process really does do is, is, you know, the night before lay out your clothes. Sounds like, you know, you're getting the kid ready for school, but like, that's the reality. That way when yeah. you wake up, you just go in, you journal, you meditate, whatever you go for a walk, whatever it is that you do that makes you feel the most alive and in your zone of genius and in your, your essence, that's what you do. And that's, that's it. We got to pick those maybe three things, AM, PM that set you up. So the daily process is really, really crucial. And again, where do you get that? Well, you could do it yourself, but coach helps you with that stuff. You know, it's somebody to help you keep accountable and it's not perfect. It's not perfect. There's plenty. Of, I haven't journaled in the last two days where I'm like, mentally, I'm like, Jour oh my God, I have so much and crap meditating. I have to get off my head, you know? Um, Journaling and meditating is my, that is my, like, yep, need to, I saw such a difference when I was doing it regularly and then, let I let the overwhelm and stress override what I knew would help me. And so now it's like, okay, it's time to bring it back. One, it's, and this is me like starting this process again. It's okay. I know how much better I was sleeping. I know I was a better mom. I know I was a better wife. I know that I felt like I could manage my to-do list. And it, and it wasn't a ton of time that I was taking to do it. So it's like those you the positives of it have to outweigh the oh okay I, I gotta it and part of it is changing that speak right I I have to journal I have to meditate I have to work out into I get to yeah and I think that's one thing that um because I've been injured a few times and with each injury realizing like wow I had this amazing body that could do amazing things and I wasn't feeding it with love and I wasn't feeding it with life and I wasn't feeding it with gratitude and realizing that just being able to go run is not something that everyone can do getting up without pain is not something that everyone experiences and then when your day is filled with just pain and you're like just talking to someone is zapping my energy it gives you a whole new perspective on things and it and it sucks to have to get injured or have these setbacks that we have in life and everybody has their own setbacks and injuries and obstacles but it is taking them and and how do i grow from this how do i learn from this how do i now breathe these lessons into my day to make my life better yeah i love that every these lessons into my day that's um 
that's a good one. Yes. Um, it's, it's something in there too. I know I struggle with this, like even journaling where it's like, I'd be this grandiose, like I need to take six hours and write my life out. And you're like, uh, no, you could take four to six minutes and just kind of commit to five sentences. Just yeah, we look, what happened? What'd you dream about? Uh, did you sleep well? No, I slept like yeah. shit. I really wish that I hadn't <laughs> slept like shit. Uh, now I'm, I feel like crap for the rest of Monday, blah, 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 blah. And then one sense of going, how can I turn this into a win? You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's even for me, like I sit there, I'm like, Oh, I have to go journal now. And you're like the funniest part. What am I going to write? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the funniest part about journaling is I always end up with like, I try to write out like a couple affirmations and then a couple of gratitudes. And almost every time I journal, I'm like, I'm so grateful for taking this time to journal. <laughs> like, this is so stupid right now. But like, I am like, this is nice. It's nice. Like I get up early, uh, wife's still sleeping, you know, you can yeah. start get some of the traffic out in the streets and, and it's just kind of like, this is kind of all right. I wish I wasn't so tired, but this is kind of okay right now. And it yeah. becomes a thing where usually when I have no clue what I'm talking about, I'm like, do I have another four or five minutes? I got more to say. <laughs> I know I have a, a client recently and we were talking about this and I gave her the task of the gratitudes and the proud. And she's like, I just, I just don't know how to do this. Like I just, and I'm like, it can be easy. Like as humans, we tend to think it has to be complicated. Mm -hmm. And so we get all wrapped up in our heads and we overthink. We're like, it has to be this profound thing that I am grateful for, that I'm proud of. And no, it could just be, oh, I'm so grateful that I still have enough coffee for today in the <laughs> coffee grinder. I'm grateful that I woke up this morning. And yeah, there may be some that are actually more profound, but if we don't start with just the easy basic, yeah. like I'm grateful for this breeze today, right, right, you know, yeah. I'm grateful that my heater works. Like it is sometimes the smallest things in life. I mean, I really do think it's the smallest things in life that make up life. Like these grand profound things, they happen, but it's not what life is built on. Yeah. And it's, it, it's so interesting because if we don't start putting these habits in and you brought up injuries and we'll, we'll chat about that. It, it's when you hit that adversity, something like an injury, where if you don't have those things already kind of system running, um, it's not that it's impossible to start. It's just, it's really hard to start a new habit when you're already functioning from a, a cup that's overflowing with crap, you know, just stuff. Um, so, you know, when you do encounter something, the adversity of an injury, a setback where it breaks your daily routine, you're in pain now, whatever it may be, uh, you are now being challenged in a whole new way of, uh-oh, I better figure this thing out. And again, all of it is mental. You know, okay, you're not able to move your body the way you used to or for the time being. Now what? And there's frustration. There's, there's views about yourself. There's guilt. There's anger. I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have been running. I shouldn't have done this. And you're like, Oh really yeah, you go through the five. That, you know, you go through the five stages of of grief for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's wild. It's wild. So uh, it sounds like you've had uh, some kind of injury in there that really derailed you. Is that the case? Yeah. So the first big one was running. Um, I had no idea how to train when I was in college. <laughs> just decided on a whim, never ran a race before. And this is in like early 2000s, um, bored at working my job and I'm assigned for the LA marathon. Never <laughs> ran a race before. My dad, no big deal. my dad was a runner. Like I, I ran, I yogged soft <laughs> J for all the anchorman fans. Um, but yeah, so I set out, I got whatever 12 week training plan and what this is like wasn't feeding myself this is when my college roommates joked that i was living on ice chips like it was oh, all boy. funny jokes yeah so um ended up with a knee injury sciatica all the, all the things like i couldn't go upstairs it just i had to stop running and i had tied myself to that identity angela's a runner angela's healthy again in air quotes angela's an athlete right um and it was like okay i'm that's gone right now so how do i find that again in a way that works and a lot of it was met with resistance i'm just gonna run anyway 
Um, that didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> did not go well. Been there. Um, been there. And then, yeah, that is actually what led me to spin class. And spin is what really helped repair my relationship with exercise before definitely used running indoors, outdoors, the treadmill to just, like I said before, run away from problems. Um, kind of, it was my way of escaping, but not really. Um, and then finding spin, one, it didn't hurt my knees. And two, it connected me to the music and it connected me to my body. Hmm. And it, it was almost meditative for me in a way. And, and I was like, this is it. This is what I've been missing. And that is what made me want to get into fitness. I was just so like in awe of the messages that were being said at the class and the music. And it was like, this, this is it. And when, yeah, when we moved to Knoxville is when I got certified, um, for that. Good for you. It's, um, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not the right word. It's fascinating how what we think is going to be our biggest setback, like, Oh my God, my life is over. I'm no longer a runner. Like, yeah. You were yeah. never, you were never a runner get over it. And like, but yeah. here's spin, you know, here's this other yeah. thing. It's well, a- then I, then I had spin taken away. So oh <laughs> two years ago, two years ago, just a random, um, rear ended at a stoplight on my son's birthday and concussion whiplash no doctors were listening to me. I had migraines that lasted for two years. It's only been in the last six months that I haven't been in excruciating pain. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't coach for a really long time. Um, I couldn't teach my classes. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. And, and even today, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't bust out push-ups like I used to. I, my body has some limitations right now, not to say that I'll never be able to do that, but at this point in time, uh, but that really helped me start honoring my body and realizing, wow. Yeah. And there's always a way if you want something, there's, there's always a way it gave me time to dig into my coaching business more to start developing that um, so yeah, it's just, <laughs> you just, <laughs> it's, it's like every time you think you find the thing, the universe yeah. like kicks its feet up. <sighs> mm-hmm. Okay. Back to work, I guess. Here we go. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. That whole spin thing. It's not going to work for you either. Let's move on. And we're, we're yep. bored. Um, but or, is, or time out. You have to take a, you have to take yeah. a break. Yeah. You got to take a break. Too hard. That's, I had a yeah. client the other day where I don't remember what we were talking about. And it just, he's redlined. All these things are happening in his life. And I, I, you know, only the way that like, I feel like I can deliver it, like the asshole where people don't get mad for some reason, or maybe they do and they just don't do anything about it. Or I just had him on the back and I was like, you know what that means? He's like, what? I'm like, time to slow down, big dog. And he's like, okay, I'm not slowing down. Like, do every want, but this shit's going to keep happening if you don't. So I'm just here to help you. I was sent to you today to tell you that you need to slow down. Kick your feet up for a second. It's okay. You know, go for a walk tonight. That's all. Yeah, like literally what I asked. The world's not going to stop. I said, dude, he goes, well, walk's not going to fix my problems. I'm not trying to fix your problems. I'm trying to fix you. (laughs) Breathe. Breathe. Just because one thing goes wrong doesn't mean it needs to bleed over to every other aspect of your life. Go for a walk. Put your phone at home. Tell your wife you're going out for a half hour. You'll be fine. Just walk up and down the street move the energy around so you can show up in other places and not cause issues elsewhere. And it's hilarious when you start recognizing about yourself, you start seeing other people and you like, you don't need, it's strangers, strangers say something to you and you're like, Oh no, <laughs> it's okay. We've all been there and I'm still there in other ways too, but uh, I support you. I'm here for you. You know, it's right. pretty funny how that happens, but um Sometimes so the, the worst things, they, they do, sometimes they, it's dragged out, but they do kind yeah. of challenge you into becoming the person you said you wanted to become, and it's just the push. And at some point, everybody needs a push. Um, 
so that you know that that's kind of a fascinating thing um what's the best way to transform your body and life i mean i i think it's through sweat i really i really do um that's because it's my experience with it i think sweat it's like salt water for me right so california girl from the ocean everything salty is healing right the ocean our tears sweat when we're sweating we are fully in our bodies and if we allow our minds to actually connect to our bodies we can start we talked about empowered and strength like that's where you know it's we get uncomfortable in that moment and we prove to ourselves yes i can I can continue to hold this plank, right? It's uncomfortable, but I can do it so that when we're not in the gym, when we're not sweating and, you know, you get injured and you can't run, you're like, it's uncomfortable, but I know I can get through this and I know I can divert my attention to something else. And like, yes, I can be in my body, respect it and figure out what's the next best thing for it. But I think, yeah, that sweat, it's just, we learn so much in it. We learn not only like where we can get stronger, I think we only learn where we can get stronger by where we're weak. So if we don't focus on those weaknesses, we can never turn them into strength. Like. If you're right-handed and everything you do is on your right-hand side and then your trainer's like, okay, today we're starting with our left foot, you know, and you're like, well, I can't balance on my left foot and I can't put like, you know, but that left leg is never going to get stronger if yeah. you don't let the right leg stop controlling all the action. So yeah, yeah I think sweat can be super transformational and what goes along with that is that the the mind like it starts changing the mind and and it starts changing those against me and for me thoughts because you can sit in a workout and i used to do this on runs i used to curse myself up hills angela you stupid <laughs> idiot like get yourself up this hill and like what is that doing that's <laughs> not doing anything so now it's like I'm on a tough hill. I want to stop. I imagine who's on my sidelines clapping for me. And I'm, I like and I tell myself, Angela, you've got this. And guess what? If you need to stop and walk, that is not failure. That's you growing mm -hmm. into being able to eventually running up this hill with gusto in a week, in three right. months, you know? So it, I it's think, so funny. Yeah. When, so my wife was in boot camp. Uh, she was in, she acts like boot camp in the Marines is the worst thing ever. <laughs> Which I bet it's pretty actually tough. sounds I pretty mean, rough. It sounds terrible. She's probably a badass. Yeah, she and... is a badass, but <laughs> it's. I always like jokes. I'm like, when you were there, I was in Michigan in the middle of winter, and I was getting up at three thirty in the morning. And I was going out running, but I you brought that up. The reason I bring it up is because when I'd be running in you know sweatpants and shorts and you know sub zero weather, snow, and I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, I'm not even a runner. I'm I am not a good runner, but I tried, and you know, I was like. I always try to get people to be a little bit external. Talk to yourself. You know, let, let's go. Let's do this. You got this. All these things, right? Like literally say it out loud. There's a different energy that pops yeah. up. But like we joke and I'm like, if you could have heard me at 3.34 o'clock in the morning running the streets, it was, if people were up and heard me, they'd be like, what the hell's going on out there? You know, like <laughs> there's times where I'm like asking my, my passed away grandpa, I'm like, oh, just give me power here, man. You know, and I'm like, let's go, Doug. Let's go. And I'm like. If someone can hear, but I was, I was in pain. I was like, I can't find a way to keep going. But I don't know if I was as salty as you were to myself about it, but um, I love yeah. I don't that. recommend it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably not great for everything else we're working for throughout the day, but nevertheless. No, go with people clapping for you on the sidelines and lifting yourself up, yeah. for sure. Imagine yourself as rocky or the woman version of rocky and you're yeah. and you're gonna pump your fists at the end of that yeah. that climb or whatever it is a, a little more gentle just as effective though <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm telling you it was a different different angela but i i mean that was the reality i mean it was 
I, I don't know that. how many people I've ever even told that to, but well, yeah. There you go. See, there, there you go. Tell your story. You have to. I, I do. We love can it, mention though. it. We can manage it. Uh, and you are full <laughs> of like one-liners here today. I have to find a quote. Um, I also I, I love that everything that's salty is healing. Uh, salt in itself is healing. I, we don't need enough salt in our lives. You know, everybody's like low salt or something. No, if, especially if you're training. Can yeah. We up your salt. Like people are like, right? I'm like, put salt in your water. Like. No, I think that's probably try for a day. Literally just put some salt in your water and salt your food to taste. Like two days later, like, oh my God, I slept better. I felt better during this. Yeah, dude. I know. With my headaches too, it was like, I needed the electrolytes. I needed the salt. I mean, we think about like magnesium and Epsom salt baths. Like (laughs) there's a reason for that. Yeah. It's, uh, it is, it is pretty wild, but uh, we're all learning. We are all learning. We are all just in progress. That's it. That's all we can be. Uh, yep. Some people don't like that, but that's that is what the case is. So uh, it's interesting. But um, anything else you want to wrap about? Ooh, I don't know. I'm Let's all see. game here. I got yeah. the questions I I wanted to ask you. I'm I'm stuck on this. Everything salty is healing. That's a you put me off into a whole like different thought process there. I was like, wow, that is, that is actually kind of true if I think about it. <laughs> right. But it's, I mean, you, know, you know what else you made me think about there too, is that I've been playing around with this thought of, and I don't know how to string it together yet, but obviously mindset, you, what's, what's going on. We talk about this under the hood. What's going on in your head is the foundation of all things life. But in our world, I feel like we use nutrition to expose those limiting beliefs. Like, right. We're like, if this is going to be the you're thing reading that, my mind yeah, this thing like <laughs> this thing's going to take the blanket pull it off the bed and you're going to go oh fuck and then we go into the gym and we battle test the mind and nutrition we put it all together with those two things we expose we mold we expose we mold we mold and then we go into the gym and not that the gym doesn't expose it battle tests us mm-hmm. if you've been weak-minded if you've been struggling with your nutrition man that your movement session, whatever you're doing for it, is going to expose your ass. And that's yes. what battle tested is in the arena, in the gym, where we're banging weights, we're going for runs, we're doing yoga, whatever, we're going for a walk. There are times yeah. when I go for a walk and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like absolute dog crap right now. Yeah. And then I look back at the last three days and I'm like, well. Like, oh, I didn't drink any water. Yeah, no hell? water. I've eaten pizza. I had ice cream. I haven't slept in two days. Like, huh, even on a walk, this affects me. So. You kind of took me down that whole road there with like everything that's healing is salt and what it means to have that whole groove together. You cannot function gym nutrition in mind without the other two. One does not go without the other two. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this a lot and it's probably going to show up on an Instagram post, but there's always like a, the triangle, right. And like our foundation. And then there's like, however many more levels, but in thinking about this in health and wellness, they're all equal. The mindset, the nutrition, the exercise, everybody likes to say like abs are made in the kitchen, which yes, your nutrition is so important, but it is a, it's all three working together. And I don't think that one is actually more important than the other if the others aren't up to par. So like we were talking about ice cream too, and this was like an offline conversation (laughs) as well, but like for so long, I wouldn't allow myself to eat ice cream. I actually missed out on making memories with people because I wouldn't eat ice cream. And I regret that. Um, Like one of my favorite people, my Opa, that means grandpa in German, he died. Ice cream was his favorite. And so many times I wouldn't eat ice cream with him because of this fear that eating the ice cream would make me fat. And I had such a bad relationship with food. I had such a bad relationship with my body. My mind was all messed up. It all melded together. And when everything struck, when I started, when I made the decision to repair the relationship with food, I started repairing the relationship with my body, started repairing the relationship with my mind. So it all happened together. And it was one nutritionist. She's like, I want you to add in all foods and see what you actually like to eat because it had been just ice chips and cottage cheese and lettuce, right? (laughs) But I do think the way we think about food, and there's actually studies done on this, 
if we eat the cookie, right, which, you know, eat the, you want a cookie, eat the cookie, intuitive eating, yay. But if afterwards we are tearing ourselves apart because yeah. we ate that cookie and we're regretting the cookie and we're thinking the cookie is going to make me fat, the cookie actually, and the stress of the cookie does so much negative to you and your body, where if you're just like, I ate a cookie and I feel good and it was a delicious cookie <laughs> and now I'm going about my day, right? Like it's, it has a totally different effect on your mood, your body, and how your body actually even reacts to that cookie. Yeah. We can learn, we can learn a lot about ourselves from eating. Yes. It's, uh, and it's, it's kind of interesting because what's the one thing we cannot not do? Let's eat. We have to eat to survive. If we want to live, we have to eat. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> so, and God, not eating is a slow, painful death. I, I'd rather just be taken out back. But um, And let me tell you, nobody likes a hangry Angela. She is yeah. not a cool person to be around. <laughs> hangry oh, Angela is not cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's uh yeah, we'll keep eating then, you know. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah, to fix it. Cool. Well, um this is fun, man. This is good. This was fun. Thank good, you for having me here. Good conversation. Um where can people find you? People can find me on the gram and probably have to list this out because it's at Angela. What is it? Oh my God. At it's Angela Beaulieu, B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U or Angela coaching.com. Gotcha. I'll have it all linked. So we're good. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll make sure it's there. If anybody has a better idea to incorporate, I mean, the last name is just. Well, I mean, from a marketing, from a marketing standpoint, AB for everybody's talking about Antonio Brown again. So from a marketing standpoint, you may just want to put AB in there and let people search away. Wow. Right. You know, who knows? There we go. Have, but um, <laughs> I'll make sure it's all linked there for you. And, and uh, if you listen to this and make sure you go follow it. You, you do have, um, there's plenty of things where you post it. I'm like, she's talking to me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Damn, Damn it. Uh, so that, she's that's, in my uh, mind space. Yeah. <laughs> she watched me. Like from Arkansas, she's watching me. Um, well, cool, Angela. Uh, the last question I ask everybody. Hope you're ready for this one. Oh, boy. Oh, you didn't prepare me. Oh, God. <laughs> the, okay. The art of surprise, right? Yep. Uh, when it's all said and done, what will it mean for you to have lived a life well done? Ah. <sighs> I think for me, a life well done is just feeling the love and support in my own house and having my energy in my son and what he brings out in the world. I love that. Uh, it shows when you show up on social media. Your son is, uh, you, you do a very good job of making it a part of your life. And I think that's really cool. Uh, and it is always, it always puts a smile on my face when I see you guys dancing and working out and stuff together. So um, for that, that, I think that's a really positive thing. And I think that's probably a good place to leave it. So um, Angela, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for uh, gracing me. I got to go back through this thing and get all these one-liners out of here. I'm going to steal a couple of them. Um, but, it's, it's the spin coach in me. I just, <laughs> I zing ya. Yeah, there you go. It's good stuff. Um, best of luck to you. I'm sure we'll continue to talk here. Um, anything I can do on my end to help and support you, I'm, I'm here for it. But uh, I appreciate you spending your afternoon with me. And uh, here's to growing. Here's to growing. Thank you so much for your time and for having me on. I loved every second. Yeah.